Welcome to episode 16 of the Pragactive Podcast as we talk about natural ways to bring on labor. In pregnancy and particularly in that third trimester, there is a lot going on in the body, a lot of emotions, and there are ways to help prepare your body optimally to go into spontaneous labor naturally. As we talk with Rachel West, who is an acupuncturist and traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, all about these tips and tricks. Hi, I'm Karen, the founder of Pregactive. And through this Pregactive podcast, I'm going to help you to feel empowered, informed, and confident through your pregnancy and motherhood journey as we talk all things health, mind, and fitness. Okay, very excited to have Rachel West with us, who is a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner and acupuncturist. We're going to be talking about natural ways to bring on labor, particularly talking about Acupuncture. So, uh, Rachel, if you can just give us a little bit of an intro into who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, um, yes, as you said, I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner and acupuncturist. So, in Australia, that means that I'm also a registered health practitioner, like a midwife or a nurse or a doctor. So, we do have um, a lot of rules that we have to follow. And we have to ensure that we're always working within our scope of practice. But you can always be assured that when you're going to an acupuncturist that they've got a lot of training. So generally it's about a five-year degree behind it. So some people might not realise that when they go to an acupuncturist, how much is involved. Uh, We do a lot of Western medicine and then we do all the Chinese medicine on top of it. So I'm also a lecturer. I lecture at the Southern School of Natural Medicine in Chinese medicine and I work in the student clinic so uh, we have the public coming into the students and my responsibility there is to help and support them. Um, My practice, I have my own practice as a Chinese medicine practitioner and I would see uh, predominantly say 80% of my patients and women's health issues. So I focus on all areas of women's health including fertility, Uh, I go through pregnancy, postpartum, hormonal regulation, um, mostly working with women. I do do uh, musculoskeletal and other issues. I have some cancer patients, um, also autoimmune MS conditions and things like that. But I would say that most of my um, patients are women's health. Um, I'm also a mum, so I've got three kids. um, And my eldest uh, is nearly finished high school, so we have... Um, a couple, two boys and a younger girl who's in primary school. So a bit of a spread there with the kids. Uh, (laughs) Very busy, busy, busy. So when we talk about labour and I guess um, natural ways to bring on labour, when we think about that, acupuncture is certainly one of those. And 
women will look into this at different stages in their pregnancy. So some might be really interested in acupuncture straight away. So as soon as they get pregnant, or even as you said, in that fertility process, and then some might not think about it too much until later down their pregnancy it may not even be something that comes on to them until they've been told they need to be induced or baby's breech or there's some other thing that stimulates them to do it or it might be that women just don't even think about acupuncture as an option and or don't really know about acupuncture or what it does or they don't really like the idea of needles and so if you give us just a bit of a an understanding or a timeline starting more towards you know maybe second into early third stage um, trimester of pregnancy how acupuncture can help yeah so most importantly um it's important to get in there around the 34 weeks um, so I've had people and patients call, um, they're at 40 weeks, they've been told we're going to be induced. And I get this phone call saying, do you do natural induction? And what I say to them, which is what's really important is I do birth preparation. So my focus is on helping you prepare your body and get ready for birth. So coming in at that 40 week or I'm already 40 weeks stage, um, quite often it's a little bit too late. So it's really important to be going back to the third trimester. Um, and as we said, even around 34 weeks to start to prepare your body. So health is really important. Lifestyle is important. Um, things like exercise is important. So um, the most, one of the most things that I really focus on is that we want to have the mum calm to get ready for birth so if you're agitated if you're stressed out if you're exhausted if you've got another toddler at home um, all of these things will impact what's happening to you and the great thing about acupuncture is it's a, a time where you can go you can rest your acupuncturist will work with you and your specific body and what your body needs to then calm you down, uh, create blood flow to get to the cervix. So we talk about ripening the cervix, stimulating blood flow, blood flow getting you nice and relaxed, even addressing issues like anxiety or fear, which can often come up as you're getting closer to birth um, and all these things that we look at with acupuncture. So acupuncture, there's um, the channels that go through the body. So if some people haven't seen what, what it is, there's lots of channels that go through the body. So here's um, an example of a model that we use. When we're preparing for birth, we have a number of channels that we focus on that go through the pelvis and the uterus and also up through the leg and the groin and um, focusing on the cervix. And then we also have another channel that comes around the middle and when we talk about channels this is called the dye my so dye is the name of the channel and my means channel so quite often if a baby's really high and it hasn't dropped down 
then we know we have to work on these points to relax all the muscles through this area to help open the pelvis and to allow the body to sink, the baby to sink into the pelvis. So if the baby's not getting in the right position, then your body won't be prepared to go into labour. So what we can do is work on the muscles. If muscles are tight, then we do the acupuncture to relax all these channels that go through this area and we work on sort of down uh, regulating the body if the if the body's in a position of fight or flight um, obviously that's going to tense up the body and we want to be focusing on just calming and so I that's think what that's we look at <laughs> so good because so many women will think okay in the labor I need to work on my breath techniques and and maybe this position might help me and so on. But they often skip over the fact that preparing the body mentally and physically is so, so important. And when we talk about exercise, obviously that's my field. And yes, you want to be strong, but you need to relax as well. And that's where, you know, hitting that third trimester particularly, it's almost like that signal of, okay, and slow down. Because by trying to do too much, it's going to, you know, bring up all of this stress, tension potentially. And your body, as you said, it has to open and relax. Your body's designed to do that, but actually assisting it to do that will really help. And if you can go into labor already prepared, then you've just got so much um, better scope to have an easier, smoother labor that's right and the exercise that you do is really important um it's you know it it, i have to explain explain to patients that what the exercise that you did before is not the exercise that you do whilst you're pregnant it needs to be far more gentle and we've um I, i guess you would have heard of the concepts of yin and yang in chinese medicine so yin is the element of nourishment it's about blood flow, it's about being calm, it's often seen as female. Then we have this concept of yang. So yang is moving. And when we're getting ready for birth, we do need yang at the very end because we need to support contractions and support labour and have energy. But we need to be nourished and we need to be supported as we're leading up to that. So as you were saying about preparation, it's it's like you wouldn't go into an exam without no without doing any study. <laughs> so the more study that you do, the more preparation you've got, the better you, you will do in your exam. And it's also not just about um, that exam cheat sheet, right? It's not just going, okay, this is one thing I can do. This is another thing I can do. It's it's practicing those those techniques as well. And yeah, like you said, <laughs> being in that acupuncture room and and you know, it's so relaxing. And I think you even just get to focus on you and drop and everything else doesn't matter. So you're working on the ways in to help relax the muscles and and so on but it also gives women this space to to drop relax and feel safe which is so important um in in that nurturing process isn't it 
Yeah, so we know that acupuncture works on neurotransmitters. So a lot of people, when they're on the table, and yes, you mentioned needles, um, the needles are so fine that they, they really don't hurt. It's not a hypodermic needle. It's a fine needle. And if I've had anyone that's anxious about the needle, often they'll say, oh, was that it? Yeah. <laughs> because when they're inserted, it, it, and we're a little bit different to, say, a physio or someone that's needling because their techniques are a lot stronger. So, so we're, we're more gentle. Um, but putting the needles in does change and create neurotransmitters within the brain. So we'll get a release of dopamine and serotonin and it's very common that I will hear patients snoring so um, it (laughs) they will become very calm and very relaxed and obviously if you're preparing for birth you want to be in that relaxed state you don't want to be anxious (laughs) so acupuncture does some amazing things and it also works on um, just toning down stress Mm. so if we're thinking about getting you out of fight or flight and really just getting you in as they call the rest and digest so we just want you in a nice calm state and letting your body be in a position where it can do what it needs to do so that's my role is to support your body yeah so I'm not I'm not controlling your body I'm not telling your body what to do I'm just, um, I'm a little bit of guidance. So mm. I'm just like, okay, I can see this is happening. Let's work on the chi. Let's work on the blood, get it into the areas that we need and to help you. And of course, then you get these amazing neurotransmitters. Um, there's opioid um, and non-opioid neurotransmitters. You've got serotonin, um, dopamine, all these things just help to, to calm and relax the body. You walk out feeling pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you do. And it's funny when people go to pay and they're like, oh, I can't remember my pin, pin number or something like that because they're in this, they're in this state of zen. Yeah, which so is good. And, and but, things to help with that. So say, for example, if, if you're seeing, you know, an acupuncturist and you get to go into this beautiful state, and then, you know, you've got another week or two, say, until you have another appointment. Staying within that state is really important. And that's where um, you mentioned about naps. So I yes. remember when we had a discussion just last week and you said so important to have just 15-minute naps. And you know what? Since we spoke about that, that has stayed with me because often you put pressure on, oh, I need to have a big chunk of time where I'm relaxing. And when you said 15 minutes, I think, you know, yes, that is enough time. Obviously, more is nice too, but just short amount of time to drop. And that helps us with that central nervous system, doesn't it, to get into that rest and digest. Yeah. And it also helps the baby so Mm -hmm. it provides good blood flow so for you to be able to lay down on your side as you're getting closer to your due date have a couple of at least two 15 minute laps naps a day and that's providing really great blood flow to the baby as well so it's helping both of you and it's such a nice time to connect with Bub. 
I think as well, you know, I'm someone's got a toddler and you don't always just sit there with your hand on your belly and, and communicate to baby You're off running around picking up toys and <laughs> all of that sort of stuff. So to, to prioritize that time, um, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be evenly spaced, I guess, in the day, like for my opportunities would be in my toddler's nap and then when my husband's home um sometimes even if it's after dinner we we have an early dinner together and i say i'm just gonna go lie down for 10 minutes yeah and, good you know those you can just fit fit them in obviously everyone's situation's different but um prioritizing sometime and it could even be just lying there if you've got other children whilst they're playing and just taking some time it doesn't necessarily have to be completely close eyes and completely out yes that's right and i do provide all my patients with homework um of little things that they can do just to help them prepare but it's it and every person's different so i think we were talking about this before so um we have some patients that are what we would call chi deficient so they have low energy um they have a lot of fatigue so um, these people are really, really sort of feeling the pregnancy. And when they come in, you sort of see them just like, oh, please just, you know, just get this baby out kind of thing. So those people have a lot of um, low energy and that's probably something that they had before. So we can focus on acupuncture points. There's um, something called moxa, which is very nourishing for the body. Um, and also do some homework. So there's some gentle massage techniques that they can get their partner to do for them that works on certain channels and helps to provide them with energy. And some of these techniques can even be done in labour. Um, if I had someone that was what we'd call a yin-deficient patient, so we have blood and yin, and you need lots of that to then moisten and, and ripen the cervix. So you would imagine if your cervix is... Um, it's meant to be bouncy and full of chi and blood and someone who's yin deficient so they don't have a lot of sort of moisture in their body um, that cervix cervix is going to have trouble ripening so we want them to be focusing on what they can do to help their body to get into that state now often these people can be um, quite overworked uh, they could be quite irritable often they'll have dry skin um, they've got anxiety or sleep issues and things like that that's happening with them. Um, so there's points that we can use to help with that. There's even just um, nourishing the ligaments, things like drinking miso or having pears or, or um, just simple um, food recommendations can help to build the yin back in the body. Um, avocados, things like that, build the yin, making sure they're drinking enough fluids as well. But mox is another good tool that we can use uh, for a patient in that state. Now, uh, there are techniques that we can use that when we're preparing for birth that we can quite can be quite strong and can encourage uh, con contractions. In someone like that, I wouldn't be working strongly with them. So that's where it's an individual assessment of what the patient actually needs because if you just go okay I'm going to put these points in this is the protocol in that case then I would be irritating the patient so we'd get what we call an irritable uterus 
Um, and generally that's the, the patient that, um, let's say if they're in the birthing situation where it's like, don't touch me and everything's, you know, their, their body's so tense. And you can imagine if your body's so tense, then you can't open and you can't relax. And it's going to be very difficult to go through labor in that state. So that's what we're doing in those lead up of the weeks, looking at the body. What do you need? Um, and that kind of person would need a lot of rest as well. So having having a rest, ensuring that they're drinking nourishing foods, even things like bone broth, um, all of that would help that that type of patient. Mm. So it's very it's very individualized. So say if somebody is beyond 34 weeks right now and they're listening to this podcast and yeah. they go, oh, no, no, <laughs> well, the boat. Yeah, well, no, they haven't, they haven't missed the boat. So anything that we can do is definitely going to help. I like to be working at 34 weeks. Um, a lot of practitioners would sort of say um, 36 weeks. Um, and even if it's two weeks before, at least we're starting to tone down the system. We're releasing those positive neurotransmitters and we are still relaxing the body. So one treatment is going to make a difference mm. um, to how you feel. Yeah, that's but obviously. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, what type of exercise we've done do it during it. And, and you know, a program like yours that's helping helping to relax the ligaments and prepare the body, all of that makes a big difference as well. And you've spoken a lot about that mental state as well. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, um, the, the mental state and the physical state are connected. And so to be able to relax mentally is also going to help physically isn't it yes yes yeah. definitely so there can be fear mm. um and especially if it's your first pregnancy you don't know what to expect um quite a few patients now because of covid are very fearful they don't know if their partner can be with them and there's a lot of changing rules and guidelines so it creates a lot of anxiety and fear so one thing that we would definitely be working on in those cases is there's um, a point on the bottom of the foot which can be used in labour as well and it's essentially like a panic button. So if someone is really fearful, then we want to try and connect that point. It helps to ground them um, and it's very, very calming. And we don't just use it in pregnancy. We use it with any patient that's feeling anxious or um, has increased anxiety as well. It's so good. And I think going out of the appointment thing, feeling prepared as well and feeling like there's some things that they can do to help empower them to take control. You know, like you yeah. said, having that homework and having those those acupuncture points or those pressure points or those trigger points that that they can use in different times, um, depending on what's the situation, maybe even helping their their partner so you you talked yes. about that there's techniques that you teach them to teach their partners that yes yes yeah. yeah so even something as simple as just rubbing the abdomen you know I mean that is just extremely calming so just a nice round rubbing so if I was doing it here just round rubbing on the abdomen that's just a very simple calming technique and of course we would do it to our child we don't think about it you know we touch them 
we calm them, we have that connection with them. Um, and that's calming and that's something that, that just there's a few different Chinese massage techniques that we can teach to support that. Having said that, though, that irritable person I mentioned before would probably not like that. Mm-hmm. So um, it really, again, depends on what, what the mother needs during that process. That's something I actually do all the time without even thinking about. <laughs> I'm there rubbing my belly. I just yeah. love that part of pregnancy that innate you know you don't think about something and you just end up standing there rubbing your belly and it does and you probably stand there and rock your hips and do your hip circles and I always am moving and swaying and yeah all of those hip circles and that that movement because just being still um completely still like sitting for long periods or standing for long periods just doesn't help the flow does it no it doesn't it doesn't you end up feeling um a bit swelled up um particularly the ankles and the feet so just movement and even just being horizontal at points or letting your lower body be horizontal. I find like having a bath, it allows my whole lower body just to be horizontal and and that, that flow, I always feel so much better after it. So when you start to get the edema and the swelling in the ankles and we might see someone with a lot of lower back pain um, and heaviness in the body, this is often what we call a yang deficiency. So some things that... Uh, can be done in that case for homework is for the mother to go two 15-minute walks a day. Um, and it's important to try and get out in the sunshine because yang energy comes from the sun. So, you know, as the seasons are changing, you know how you feel when it's a sunny day and you just go out and you're like, oh, wow, you know, you just feel amazing from that sun. So someone who's yang deficient, just going out two 15-minute walks in the sun making sure that you're soaking in that vitamin D, but it gets the body moving. And another thing that works really well is a hot foot soak. So Mm. a yang deficient person with swelling, um, hot foot soak, try and get it sort of halfway up your calves. It has to be hot um, and you can even put some Epsom salts or something in there and that can help with the swelling. But that is going to impact what we call the kidney channel, which is under the foot. And those channels that I was showing before, a lot of them start at the feet. So you're getting this nice warming energy and chi that goes into those channels. Um, So that can just help to keep the blood flowing through the body. So we say that blood needs yang energy to flow. So you can imagine yang, if you're yang deficient, then your blood's not going to flow. And this is what we need. As you said, you need the flow. Mm -hmm. So the blood and the chi has to be flowing through the body, but essentially right through the pelvic region and to the uterus and the cervix as well. Isn't the body just the most amazing thing, honestly? (laughs) Well, it's been nearly a decade since I've been pregnant, but um, it, with, with all of my um, patients, and I just look at go, it's amazing. It's so amazing. Nine, oh, I just nine love months. It. Yeah, nine months. It's just, it's just amazing. It really is, and how it can adapt and grow, and you just you're supporting another life. It's just, it's just fantastic. It is. It's so cool. And I love that about the the short walks because that's yes. me at the moment. Um, I certainly, 
you know, the whole go for an hour walk, that's out the door. Because for me, if I go for an hour walk, particularly pushing a pram with a toddler in it, I'm exhausted. You know, I do get. And we don't want that. And we don't want that. And I don't also want it to be like, okay, I did my exercise, great. But then I feel now exhausted. And so then the next time there's lack lack of motivation so then you don't end up going at all and that's not good either so it's a matter of having those short yeah littler walks and even the rest in between I know for us we walk to a playground that's maybe 15 20 minutes away um walking at a relatively nice slow pregnant pace and then play and I'll you know sit and chill out and and then it's a it's a walk back. So I feel like that breakup is really good as well. Even you know um, that can be an option. Yeah. And and you know with any exercise, if you're getting very fatigued afterwards, then it's definitely too much. Mm. Oh, 100%. so it's important that the mother is holding on to what we call the chi. So that's. Um, I like to describe chi as the energy in the cells. So all the cells have electrical impulses um, and there's something called the mitochondria and they use ATP and create energy. So if when you're going into birth, you need to have all of your chi. Like you don't want to be, you know, over-exercising or dispersing it. You need to keep it there because you need it. Let's just do an analogy here so that exactly what you've just said is like having um, petrol or gas in your car. So say if you don't have, if you're only on half a tank and then your birth marathon ends up being a longer distance and you run out of gas or you run out of your petrol uh, at that that point then that's not going to be a good thing for you so that's that same sort of thing isn't it it's having that full tank of of energy is so important particularly in those later stages of um of your pregnancy because you just don't know if you're going to go into spontaneous labor it could be at any stage in between you know 37 to 42 weeks is classed as full term so you want to be ready for that don't you have that yeah that car filled up filled up (laughs) and you know anyone that has a longer labor even if they went into it with great energy their cheese starts to deplete i mean Mm. it just it's going to happen so the more that you can do to support your body and build yourself up and prepare, the better the labour will be. So yeah. good. Well, thank you so much for all those amazing tips. I think that um, hopefully for those listening, it, that they realise acupuncture is not scary. <laughs> Um, if, if that was a fear to start with, you know, actually doing it, it's so important. I remember speaking to a midwife and she was saying, oh, 100%, it's probably my number one tip is to, to get acupuncture. And she goes, all my midwife friends get acupuncture. We just all know how good it is. Um, and it really is important. So nourishing the body, movement through exercise, which is important. And that's obviously, you know, my field. And that's why with 
my pregnancy program, it is different. You know, my, my second trimester workouts are different to the third trimester. And yeah. it's not even third trimester is just one whole thing. We go week by week. And I find that it's so important to have those chilled out sessions as well like sometimes you want a little bit of more movement so the more workout but um I you know I've I've got a a yin yoga in in that third trimester was just just blissful and half the time that's what I just do you know (laughs) it's listening to your body and and knowing what um helps you with your energy yeah that's right and and as you said I mean yin yoga so you know pregnancy it's important to support the yin and also it's important because breastfeeding Mm. so um, once you've had your baby and you've gone through labor you then are supporting still another life with your breastfeeding so that can be very taxing on the mother as well so that's when we look at what they call the fourth trimester so really um, mothers need to be supported there as well and really, um, I heard a very wise w- woman once said to me that really, if you're still getting up at night, and especially if you're still breastfeeding, then that whole period really is still postpartum. Mm. So the, the fourth trimester isn't really the first 40 days. I mean, that's great to be building and nourishing the body, but you've then got a long term be thinking about, I'm still giving of my body when I'm breastfeeding. So a lot of mothers do get into quite a depleted state after the birth as well. So it it is about you have to nourish the mum to be able to have the mum be able to look after the the children and nourish the children. So it's really important through this whole journey that the the mum can keep on top of her nutrition and her health and her exercise and um, be as relaxed as they can through that process as well. Mm, because that oxytocin um you know that love hormone is so good through the pregnancy through the birth of course because it it's one of the things that helps bring on spontaneous labor and then it also helps with the letdown of your breast milk and in in breastfeeding and postpartum and and helps you feel good and so um all of that comes from a lot of love and care and self-care and uh, yeah really really important i agree 100 percent. and that it's not just you know that first couple of months postpartum that's that you need to look after yourself it it's at least that first year you really need to you're still in that recovery phase i believe you are and especially with breastfeeding i mean i breastfed all of my children and (laughs) it really can if you know it can take it out of you if you're not nourishing yourself because you are you know you're you're still supporting another life with that process so yeah (laughs) amazing thank you so much for your time today Rachel a lot of really good tips and and I know that there's a, a lot of mamas out there thanking you for all of your advice great thank you So much useful information there from Rachel and really important that women know that they can do things, particularly in that third trimester, to help optimize going into spontaneous labor, going into that natural labor. So hopefully those tips have helped you head over to the show notes at pregactive.com for more. 
Thanks for listening to the Preactive Podcast. We love hearing from you. So leave us a comment or a review. And hey, even request a future podcast when you head over to the show notes at pregactive.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend because the more, the merrier. See you next time.